1: See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom
3: because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.
4: Welcome into NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. And today is Monday, March 27th. From our incredible core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by... John Schumann and Shu, you've got your power rankings out this week, and it is a great dig in. I know we often, as I will right now, go through the top five and go through the numbers, uh, but all the details, the notes, the insights on these teams uh, that we get a chance to really dig into. Do you ever sleep?
5: Not on Sunday nights, no.
4: Yo, I'm looking at this, and it's good stuff, obviously, uh, given the background of some of this movement. With these teams, especially as we head towards this final stretch of the season, have such a large, large sample size of what they've been doing, how they've been playing. Milwaukee, in that number one spot, moves up from number two. Boston is number, Boston is at two, uh, moving up from number three. Philadelphia is at three, dropping from the top spot. And then Denver remains at four with Cleveland. At five, but I want to talk about one of the teams that is not uh moving up towards the top, the Dallas Mavericks. They are struggling. They have lost four straight, seven of their last nine. Um, not to mention that they just lost to the Charlotte Hornets, one ten, one oh four with both Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving playing. Luca had forty twelve and eight, Kyrie with eighteen and four. They've got two losses to the Hornets. They're sitting in eleventh in the West. Um And I said it, both Luka and Kyrie are playing. So three and eight with both of those guys, what is going on with the Mavericks and what do they do at this point?
5: I, I I mean, I think what they do is they try to be better, but, uh, it's pretty amazing. So they're three and eight with, with both Doncic and Irving in the lineup. Um, for the most part defense has been the issue. Although these two games against the Hornets this weekend were more about ugly offense. Um, but the the amazing thing is they're three and eight with these guys in the line. All eight losses have been been within five points in the last five minutes, so they all they've all been close. Um, now, the first loss to Charlotte was only within five in the last five because they were down seven or eight and got a bucket in the last minute and made it made it a quote unquote clutch game. Um, but the other thing is so you say, oh, you know all eight have been within five in the last five. You know, maybe they just need to clean a couple of things up and they're right there um but the other thing is that only 3 of those 8 losses came against teams that are currently over 500 there was one to uh sacramento one to minnesota and one to phoenix and then the other 5 losses were to the lakers to the pacers to the pelicans and then two to the hornets so while you know a lot they've all been close uh, you could also say that they should not be going into clutch time or playing a close game against the Pacers and the Hornets and even the Pelicans who are who have been playing a little bit better of late, but still uh, are a team they need to beat uh, if they want to <laughs> even make the play-in in, in the Western Conference at this point.
4: What about uh, a team on the other side of things that's been trending upwards, the Memphis Grizzlies? They've won 9 of 10 um they are in that second place spot two games ahead of the sacramento kings it was not long ago that we had some question marks about how they would look what the rest of the season would look like for them and now they have been rolling a nice one last night against the atlanta hawks and good balance among their starters as well um with the type of production they were getting what's been working so well for the grizzlies
0: lately
5: it's been offense you know they've won nine out of ten um And they've had the number one offense in the league over that stretch. Um, And they're doing it without Stephen Adams, who is the guy that sort of, you know, they generates a lot of second chances for them. That's how they generate a lot of offenses. Fast breaks, you know, uh, drives to the paint and then second chances where, you know, John Morant attacks, draws help, and Stephen Adams is there behind the help to sort of clean up. Uh, and finish, and and we don't know if, if Adams is going to play again this season at this point, um, or at least in the regular season, um, but what they've been doing without all those second chances is they've been shooting more threes, and they've got four guys that have shot really well from beyond the arc over this stretch. Uh, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, Luke Kennard. Uh, Kennard uh at 10 threes and when the the grizzlies hit a a franchise record 25 against the rockets the other night Kennard had 10 which was three more than the rockets had by uh total um and so so basically uh but prior to the stretch they were 22nd in three-point rate meaning the percentage of their shots that have come from three-point range uh during the stretch they're they're seventh um with 42% of their shots coming from beyond the arc.
0: Canard, and he buries that
5: three. And that's a big thing. You know, Jaron Jackson still isn't shooting particularly well from three-point range, but he's he's turned up his offense quite a bit, especially in the paint. Um, and then if they've got these other guys shooting shooting the ball well. Desmond Bain. does he have a miss? Then they can have a little bit more balanced offense. They can be a little bit more potent uh, on that end of the floor. And I think uh, Dylan Brooks... Um, maybe finding a rhythm could be huge just because of how important he is to their defense. Um, and so if he can provide a little bit of shooting and not just shoot like 31, 32% from beyond the arc, then that can be a, a huge development for them. How do you view their chances in winning the West? Uh, I, I. <laughs> If I look at them in a vacuum, I'm I i would not be too excited. But when I look at them in the context of the Western Conference and how wide open it is, then I think they have uh, basically as good a shot as anybody, really. Um, you know, when you have Denver that you know feels a little bit flawed, Sacramento obviously flawed with a with a, a pretty bad defense, Golden State we know just isn't as good uh, as they were as they were last year the Clippers now missing Paul George and just haven't been that great. Um, So I think it's wide open and I wouldn't, uh, so if you're if you're one of the teams that's there, and especially if you're going to have home court advantage through the first two rounds, you're in decent shape.
4: Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch on the final stretch here. Uh, what happens at the Western Conference? And also, we are very interested in what's happening in the MVP race. A couple uh, showdowns here coming up, including one tonight on NBA TV as Joel Embiid and the 76ers visit Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. We'll get to that right after the break.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www. gamblernet In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Please play responsibly On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction Void in Ontario Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect
4: Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by John Schumann. And Shu. we got a good one tonight on NBA TV, 930 Eastern. It tips off as Philadelphia is at Denver. um, And two MVP showdowns for Joel Embiid, who currently sits atop of Michael C. Wright's Kia MVP ladder, that number one spot with Jokic at two and Giannis at three. So uh, Embiid will see... Jokic here tonight, and uh, then moving ahead uh, this weekend, he'll get a chance to see the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Um But looking at tonight's matchup, uh, wh- what do you look for? I know I'm talking here about the MVP race, but uh, what do you look for out of this matchup and, and just in the context of what it means at this point of the season?
5: Well... <laughs> I'm not gonna try to make any conclusion. I, I think I've like taken a step back just because of the uh, toxicity of the the conversation. I've taken a whole like, personally, uh, as a voter, I've taken a step backwards from the whole thing and just tried not to think about the MVP too much uh, until we get uh, to the end of next week. Um, but I think it's a, it's a big game for both, first for both teams. I mean, yeah. Denver, Denver has, a, has a good, a decent lead at the top of the West, but still has some business to take care of. Um, It's kind of like it's kind of fun because it's kind of been like a round robin of MVP candidates because Denver beat Milwaukee the other night uh, with Jokic having a really good game against Brook Lope defensive player of the year candidate Brook Lopez. Um, He shot really well against Lopez in the paint. Um, And so now we get Jokic versus Embiid for the second time. We know that Embiid had a huge, huge game against Jokic uh, in Philly earlier in the season. 47 points, 18 rebounds. Three steals, two blocks, five assists. Here's Embiid. Shot clock down to five. Wants to take Jokic.
0: Step back three. Hit it! 47 for
5: Joel. And I think, obviously, he's going to care. I think one thing we know, Joel Embiid cares about the MVP award because, one, he's dealing with a calf issue, but he's still played in 27 of the Sixers' last 28 games, including both ends of their last three back-to-backs. I think those were... All opportunities for him to get a rest if he wanted one, or if they felt like that he needed one. Um, but the fact that he's playing through all of this tells us that he's uh, a little bit motivated uh, in in regard to his individual play. And I think uh, we'll see, probably see that play out on on Monday night. And then, of course, Buck Sixers. We're also going to get Bucks Celtics. So like, there's a little Eastern Conference round robin going on uh, over the next few days too, where we get Bucks Celtics uh Bucks Sixers and then Sixers Celtics next week.
4: Yeah, what is that? what are you looking forward to with that just some clarity potentially at the top of the East. Especially you mentioned Bucks Celtics Thursday on TNT. Cavs could they move past the Philadelphia 76ers? What do you look for at the top of the Eastern Conference?
5: Yeah, we've kind of assumed that those three teams are the at the top. Um and and these three games will obviously offer some more clarity. There's still, you know, the Bucks are two games ahead of the Celtics, who are two games ahead in the loss column ahead of the Sixers. Um, but with all these head-to-head me- meetings, you know, anything could happen, really. But one thing, I you know, you, if you take a look at the Sixers' remaining schedule with these games against uh, the Bucks and the Celtics, and also. Uh, They have a game against Miami. They have a game against Brooklyn. They have uh, Denver, obviously, as we talked about on Monday. They've got a tough schedule. And if you look at Cleveland's schedule, they have uh, six games left, and only one of them is is against a team with a winning record, and that's a home game against the Knicks on Friday. So Cleveland could possibly win out. And if they do that, then the Sixers have to beat uh, one or two of these other good teams in order to avoid falling into fourth. And then, of course, falling into fourth means, you know, playing the one seed in, in the second round. It, it means having a tougher first round matchup. And then, you know, things get a little tricky. We've we've, we've sort of assumed that it's one, two, three, and you just want to be first and, and those that two. And, and if you're third, um, you're probably in the worst shape because you're, you know, uh, playing a tough opponent on the road. Uh, in the second round But there's still a chance for Cleveland To sneak up Especially after after g- having a, a pretty good week last week With those two wins over Brooklyn Yeah,
4: absolutely um, Over to the West with how things are shaking out And a couple on the mend uh, LeBron James returned for the Lakers Last night as they Lost though to the Bulls uh, They're currently sitting in that ninth place spot We'll soak it in right
2: now Because LeBron is coming in the game
4: The Phoenix Suns expect DeAndre Ayton and Kevin Durant back this week. They're currently sitting fourth in the West. Uh, those stars—that's star power um, for both those teams. I know they're in different positions, but w- what did you see in the return of LeBron James here for the Lakers, and what that could mean for them? And additionally, um, those two guys coming back for the Suns at this point of the
5: year—it's uh, funny. Like you'll, you'll still still hear lots of people say that you know nobody wants to face the Lakers, but. We still just haven't seen them play well for any kind of extended period. Um, You know, right now they're one game under 500 overall, 37 and 38. And they're also one game under 500, 14 and 15 in games in which they've had both LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So we still haven't seen them really put it together. Um, You know, Sunday was an opportunity, uh, but they lost to Chicago. And let's just say Chicago has been really, really good since the All-Star break. Um, going back to Denver for a second, one fun thing uh, this week is that they'll play to a couple of potential uh, second round previews this week because they play at Phoenix on Friday when the Suns could have both Ayton and Durant back, and then they'll host the, the Warriors on Sunday. So those are two teams that could finish four or five, perhaps, in the West. That would be an incredible first round matchup. First of all, but then that's also, uh, you know, a pen- potential danger spot for Denver uh, in the second round if they face one of those two teams. So it'll be fun to see them play both of those two teams uh, later this week.
4: Yeah, without a doubt. Fun time of year in Shoe, as always, fun to have you on. Um, as I mentioned, power rankings out again this week, uh, but all the details nuggets and notes, everything about these teams and what's been happening with them uh, is the good stuff, the good, good stuff. So thanks so much, as always, for being here with us. Oh, go, Hokies. go, go Virginia Tech, the Hokies. Big game tonight against Ohio State.
5: I'm nervous. Are you? I'm excited, yes. Uh, Final four would be pretty, pretty, pretty cool for, uh, for a team, for a school that's never been there either on either either men's or women's side i'm
4: channeling channeling all the good juju your way your way (laughs) into the Hokies way uh have a good one shoe we appreciate you NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio please rate review and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts
2: spring, the season you find your perfect home sweet home.